Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I'm still your host. Today's episode is an interview with Jenna Guarneri, who is the president and founder of JMG Public Relations, which is a lifestyle PR firm in Manhattan. And this episode is super special to me because I actually interned at JMG. It was one of my first like real life internships. And so Jenna really took a chance on me there, so I'm so happy to have Jenna on the show talking about her career, JMG's intern program, A Secret Life of a PR Girl, which is JMG's kind of behind-the-scenes look at publicists, and everything else we kind of discuss. It's such a fun episode, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Before we hop into it, let's talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. On a professional note, I got into grad school which is so exciting. I got into St. John's University in Queens for sports management. I guess it's sport management. People like have problems with sports management for sport management. I don't really care. So I got in for sport management and I'm still waiting to hear back about like um, different financial things, but there's a good chance I will be attending grad school in the fall, which is really exciting. And I'll be able to update you guys as we get closer to with my actual plan. As far as my personal highlight, this week was a really good week in regards to working out. I'm really trying to be like on a new health and fitness kick. I talk a lot about health and fitness on my personal Instagram account at TheRealJamieG, so definitely follow me over there if you're interested in that. But I was really on a good gym kick this week. I went five days in a row, and honestly, I'm so sore and I'm so dead right now. It's Friday as I'm recording this, but such a good week of working out and honestly exercise just makes you so happy or it makes me so happy so love that for myself a few more things before we hop into the episode make sure you are following touching base pr on instagram because there is going to be so much exciting stuff coming within the next few weeks i really want to launch a newsletter for the podcast and there was good reactions to that on instagram so i'm working on putting that together and there's definitely going to be opportunities for you guys to help with that So definitely make sure you're following me over there. That way I can keep you updated on that. And also just make sure you're following us there because I want to know who you guys want to hear from. I want you guys to be able to see all our posts. It's fun. It's exciting. And I really want to build a community out of Touching Base PR Edition. So all of that being said, let's hop right into this interview with Jenna. Can you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Jenna Guarneri, and I'm the founder of JMG Public Relations. Amazing. I love JMG Public Relations. <laughs> um, so I have two little hot seat segment questions first, and then we'll get into all the PR fun questions. So the first question I have for you, this one's kind of a fun one. If the world froze for an afternoon and only you could move and no one would see you or remember what you did, what would you do? Oh. And no one no one can see you. Some of the sample answers on this page are rob a bank, go on a restaurant binge, draw mustaches on an entire town. Well, this is creative. I feel like I need to really develop a good answer that I, I feel like I need a day for to really like come up the best answer. But I like the idea of robbing a bank. That seems really cool, dangerous, and who doesn't want an infinite amount of money? So and no one's going to know you did it and no one's going to remember you did it. Right. So technically, did it happen? I don't no. know. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second question is, what is something that you think would just be so much better if it just was a different color? Ooh, like an item? Yeah. 
Oh, a different color. Um, okay, this isn't a solid answer. This isn't, a, this might not answer your question properly, but for me, I love photos in black and white. I think everything looks better in black and white because mm -hmm. you get to see the emotion of people. And that to me adds another layer to the photo that you don't get with a with a colored photo because that just distracts you from what's actually happening in the photo. So I don't know if that technically answers it. But I think it does. I think, yeah, all photos should just be in black and white. Yes, I love black and white. I think it has so much emotion. Love it. I think that would be so fun. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> So now moving into communications, PR, all those kind of questions. Can you first start by just telling me where you went to school and what you got your degree in? Yes. So my first year I went to Rutgers University. Um, I was a communications major there. Then my second year I went to Baruch College in Manhattan and that's where I graduated from. So I had a BA in corporate communications. What is corporate communications in your own words? Good question. So it's the it's basically relations among corporations internally, internally, externally, but within a business. So for me, how that wound up translating to later in life to my career now is that now as an entrepreneur, now I have a different perspective, not just the media relations and the PR side of things. I understand the corporate communications realm and also the entrepreneurial route too, which is really good because. Baruch is known for being very business oriented. So I got a lot of those different elements that wound up helping me later on, um, which I never realized until I became an entrepreneur. So it's kind of funny how you look back and you realize everything kind of makes sense at some point. I love that. I feel like I've been talking to so many people and at first it felt like everyone just like had a degree in PR and that's what they did. And now mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting really deep into it. And like all these people are like, yeah, I don't have my degree in PR, but this is still what I do. Right. And especially back then, PR wasn't as huge of a degree as it is now. So it wasn't as widely available in a lot of universities. Um, so for back then, it didn't stand out to me that that's the, the degree I should go for because it wasn't as widely available. Definitely existed, of course, but not as widely available. Yeah. And I think that obviously you can still do so much without the degree in PR. Exactly. And plus your internships help. I mean, I interned and did all PR related internships. I had PR classes that were offered in the school, but it just wasn't a major. Um, so there was elements you figure out where else to get um, those skills and the, the training that you need for the industry. Yeah. So my next question for you is what kind of internships did you do? And then what was kind of like your first job out of college? Great question. So I, so I actually was working full time in college. Um, I was a retail manager and I did uh, visuals and merchandising for the retail store. And then I eventually took a step back to do my internships because I understood how important that was. So I wound up finding my own internships. I wound up interning at the PR department for Michael Kors, the fashion brand, and then also for a luxury PR firm. That was that the luxury PR firm was my last semester of college. It's actually during the recession of 08. And I wound up busting my butt so much during that internship, never said no, showed up early, showed up on time, did everything I needed and beyond that. And so they wound up hiring me two weeks out of college. So it just shows that when you put in the work and you have your supervisors recognize your work that you go and that you want to go above and beyond and you have that motivation and you have that hustle, um, it's definitely recognized during your internships. Yeah, I think that that is so important like going above and beyond in your internships and then it can translate so well to eventually landing you a job and all of that so it's definitely a great path and definitely internships I feel like are so important 
So important. And you're a prime example of that. You interned with us <laughs> and you, we still talk about you. We say how nobody has done the social media as well as Jamie did when she was here. She brought such ideas and they were just so good. And she always went above and beyond. And we always reference you. I feel like so you I can- look back on the social media every day. Like whenever someone's like, show me something you did with social media. I'm like, please just look at this. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly it. It's a great portfolio tool because you can literally pull it up and show your work to people. Uh, And it's pretty awesome. So you're a prime example of that too. Thank you. So now talk about starting JMG and getting your first clients and then just like taking the leap of faith to start your own. Yeah. Yeah. So I never thought I was going to start a company. It was by all means, never a life goal. Um, You know, as you evolve, your goals change and then what makes sense for you at that time changes. So for me, when I was looking to go elsewhere from where I was at last, I was interviewing and I just didn't find anything that spoke to me. I didn't find anything that was the right culture, that was the right um, environment for me. And also that spoke to me as a creative person and that we're somewhere I want to stay for a really long time. Um, And literally it's as simple as somebody had said to me, well, why don't you start your own company? And I said, I didn't think of that but I like it. Let's do it. (laughs) And it literally happened overnight. Um, I started the company within two months, um, left my past job, and then also had all of my own clients. And it was really so much that because I developed so many relationships while working in PR over the years, when I decided to start my own firm, I reached out to the people I knew and I said, hey guys, I'm starting a PR firm. Are you interested in PR? What would you like to do? And they all said, yes, sign me up. Absolutely. So it just came about from those relationships that I had in place that they wound up being my first clients. And then you have the referral system. Everyone winds up referring you. And then down the line, it's five or six years later and you have a big company. So it just kind of evolves from there. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, But that's basically it. Someone had just suggested and I said, you know what? I kind of like this idea. Let's try it out. It's always kind of those little things. You never like know when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. And then you just have to take that leap in faith and do it. Yes, that's exactly it. I think a lot of people get caught up in the process of making a decision. They contemplate it too much. They ask so many people opinions that they kind of get lost in all these different opinions. And then they you know, start to second guess themselves. They plan too much. The best route sometimes is just trying it and seeing what happens. Um, And then along the way, figuring out the semantics of it. Obviously it's not the case for everything, but for me, that's kind of how I operate is when I like something, I go after it. Um, And it seems to be working so far. So I think that's that's interesting that people do. When you were starting JMG, was it scary? Do you feel like failure was like the first thing on your mind or? No, it's so funny. And I don't know if you remember this. I have a, on my desk, I have a coaster and it says failure is not an option. So failure to me, it's like the big F word. Like I don't say it, it does not exist. I don't pay attention to it. It's just not an option. So there's things that happen, of course, along anyone's career. It doesn't just have to be during that being an entrepreneur, but you hit roadblocks. But the thing is, you don't let the roadblock stop. You just go around it. It might take longer for some people. It might be really hard to go around it. Um, But eventually, you always go around it. So just focusing on how to get around it versus why is this happening to me? Oh, no, this happened. Like Just paying less attention to why and how and all of that and just getting through it. Um, I think that's the important thing. 
Yeah. Rather than allowing something to stop you, it's how can I jump over this hurdle? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's really it. Yeah. So now move talking about hashtag secret life of a PR girl, what was kind of the foundation for that? And what does that look like now? Yes. So that came about because I started to realize with, especially from our interns that PR, people have this notion of PR that it's so fabulous, that's so glamorous and, you know, it's just so cool, but there's so much hard work that goes into it. It's really not as glamorous. You know, you, you can step on a red carpet, you take photos, but there's a lot that you're, you're doing in the background and you're running and you're sweating and you're, you're doing so much for those events. So the secret life of a PR girl came about in the sense that we just want to like pull back the curtains and give people a glimpse into what the real world is like of a PR person. It's a lot of work. We hit a lot of roadblocks in that in PR too. You know, you get a lot of promoters who say no, even though you have to get a story done. So it's just about how can we bring more awareness to what the job is really like for people and that it's not as glamorous as people think it is there are really fun moments and cool yeah there's some cool perks you meet, meet really great people along the way and all of that but what everything in between what does that look like for people yeah I think that that is so important for people to kind of recognize and I think that's obviously something you get in internships realizing that it's not always as glamorous as it seems but the fact that you guys are able to put that out there and show it to more than just your interns, more than just your other employees. The fact that it's out there and it's obtainable, accessible is so important for so many people, I think. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that's important too with someone coming into the field. You know, this is what you actually can expect from it. Uh, I think there's always, you know, there's a difference between what you learn in the classroom and then how you actually apply it and then what happens in the, in the environment of it that you can't really teach that stuff. So through visuals of social media, you can kind of get a, a better glimpse of that through the life of someone. So that's really meant to just bring greater awareness to those things you can't really teach and you just kind of learn through watching someone. So then talking about Secret Life of a PR Girl and JMG as a whole, I think mm -hmm. something that JMG does really well is ensuring that your social media is not just of your clients. It's on you guys as a company and on yeah. what you guys do. Mm -hmm. So talk about kind of the vision behind that and why you chose to go that route. Absolutely. So for us, it was really about creating engagement. And yes, of course, we're going to have client stuff because at the end of the day, we're a PR firm. We have clients. We have to share client stuff. But it's funny because those are the things that get the least amount of likes on our page. Like people love seeing the New York's component of things. People love seeing our interns and our employees and getting to know us on a different level. So that content does really well. Um, so it, was, it became more of a trial and error and seeing what, what people gravitated towards more and what they liked more. And so then we figured those elements out. Um, and I think from the beginning, it was just starting to come together in terms of the agency as we were figuring out what the agency really, what the culture was, what defined us. We figured out all those social media was always a part of that from the beginning. So it, as we figured out a lot of this of what created our brand identity, social media came along with that and the visual component of it just described all that of the business itself for us. So it was, it was basically a long process and it evolved as we evolved essentially. Yeah. And I think that it's so important. I feel like when I was applying for internships, when I ended up interning at JMG, when I was applying, I would look at every company's social media and I would look at everything they had. And it was like, when I looked at JMG social media, I could like envision 
something for myself there. Like I could envision myself walking the streets of New York City yeah. doing all of that. And I think that that's what makes you guys so popular. I think so too. And you know what? PR is around the whole country and even the whole world. So, and New York is the hub of things, right? So for you and I, we grew up in New York. So we obviously see it from a different perspective. So sometimes we don't always have that outside perspective, um, but people love it and they don't get, some people haven't been to New York. So they get to live that and experience that with us as we're also experiencing, they're experiencing the PR life too. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand, really. When you're in New York, PR is a lifestyle. New York is a lifestyle. So they, they go hand in hand, really. So 100%. people get to experience both of that with us. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So now moving on to JMG's intern program, mm-hmm. what is kind of like your philosophy behind interns? So I was an intern. I understand what it was like. I understand the good things, the bad things. And For me, when an intern works with us, I want them to get the most, the the best experience. I want them to have the best experience and I want them to leave really understanding what PR is like, not just from the intern component, but from also if you were to be an employee, perhaps some people realize this isn't for them, but that's totally okay. But as long as you figure that out while you're here, I want you to get the most of your time while you're with us. So that means not just in person, it was not just getting us coffee, but actually doing things. Obviously right now we're virtual, so it's much different, but really working with us in our day-to-day to best support our efforts and also get experience in doing some of the research, not just the research, but perhaps pitching some people, writing some pitches, being a part of our conversations and hearing what the culture is like and all the conversations that are behind the scenes and that go into, you know, it's not just an email we send to a reporter. There's a certain way we address it. There's a certain rapport that goes into it. There's certain unspoken things that you have to know. So we want our interns to be able to get an idea of all of that. So that way when they leave, they can understand hey, perhaps this is the kind of PR firm we want to work with, or perhaps um, I want to do fashion PR, or, you know, you just learn more about what you want. So when you get into your career, you have better understanding and foundation for PR. So when interns come with us, we want them to have the best experience possible. And so it's on us to also create that for them um, and really um, maximize their time with us. Yeah. And I think the greatest thing about interning with JMG is that it is kind it is a lifestyle firm so there's different there's different clients and they're all so different that you are really able to find like what your niche may be that's exactly it too because our clients like you said are diverse you really get to experience say the celebrity chef or you can experience our startup companies that have VC backing which is more business and tech oriented so it really ranges and then sometimes we have the startup clients that are more lifestyle you know we have face mask brands and things like that Mm -hmm. so you get to see and get a feel for a little bit of all the different categories there are in PR. Yeah so now kind of talking about becoming an intern at JMG Mm -hmm. number one how does someone apply to be an intern what should someone do? Perfect question. So that is, there's a form online for for submissions. So you can go to our website, jngpr.com and go to the intern section and there will be a form that you can fill out. And then I think everyone's favorite question with this is what are you looking for in an intern? So what I look for in an intern is the motivation, right? So we don't expect interns to come here and have a huge portfolio of things, right? It's just not, doesn't make sense. You wouldn't have all of that. I mean, maybe you do, which is great. Awesome. You're a stellar intern then. Um, but we don't always look for those people because we want to give a chance to everybody. So we look for people who are motivated, who are excited during the calls, um, who have researched us, who know us, 
Perhaps I even recognize some of their names because they follow me on social media. So we, I want to hear usually from our interns that they know us, that they want to be a part of the agency, um, and that they're excited to work here. So those are things that usually stand out to me. And usually sometimes people will send me personal notes that say, I follow you on social. I would love to work here. How do I do this? How do I intern with you? Those are the things that stand out to me because it's more of a personal connection. Um, and it just shows how that person took that extra step to get to know me and to outreach me. Yeah, I think that making sure that you are finding a way to stand out and like it's as easy as social media nowadays making that connection yes and it makes it not easy I don't want to say easier but you can really connect with people on a different level uh, for the companies you want to work with so say for instance if you're looking to apply for jobs or just intern or you know in the future you're going to graduate in a year so you can start following firms start following their employees um, the founders of the company and that way they start to see and recognize your name so you're already building your own brand awareness so when you are ready to graduate or to start a career or to transfer, you already know who those people are and they possibly know you. Mm-hmm. And then what are some tasks that an intern might be expected to do? Great question. So every single day is different. So some of the things that you can expect are you be working with an account executive and it'd be based on what their goals are for that week for that those clients that that person works on. So it could be helping to research media lists. It could be helping brainstorm event concepts. It could be helping them outreach select reporters. It could be following the news and pulling the latest news items. It could be a slew of different things. Um, There's so many different tasks that go into PR. So every single day is different, but we try to give a little bit of each uh, task to each intern every single day. So then that kind of leads into my next question, which is, I know that every day of PR is so different and so diverse and everything you do could be different one day to the next. So Mm -hmm. as the founder and as the CEO of JMG, what are the things that you kind of do on a daily basis or like some of the most common tasks that you do? So me as an entrepreneur necessarily, as the company owner, so I would say Each day, again, is different, but the core tasks would be um, checking in with our current clients, chatting with new business and new business prospects, um, chatting with our team. We have team meetings every morning and in the afternoons, so connecting with everyone. And now that we have a virtual world, now we try to do a sip the tea each day where now because we don't get to see each other in person and look up and laugh and have that water cooler talk, we try to create that as best as possible. So we'll do a sip the tea each day where we just talk about celebrity gossip. And it's just 15 minutes of, okay, let's just not talk about work. Let's just talk about fun stuff that's happening in the news and just chit chat about small things. Um, so it kind of helps alleviate the lack of having that water cooler talk in person. So those are the things that usually are set. We have our meetings, we have our sip the tea, and then everything in between that is working with our current clients, working with the prospects, building out um, any kind of concepts we have going on for the company and the branding. Um, And I have a lot of projects on my own as well. So there's a lot that goes on in between all of that and trying to figure out how to make it all work. I love that you mentioned um, the sip the tea thing that you guys do every day. I think that is so Mm -hmm. important because I think that, like you said, we lose so much of that water cooler conversation with COVID and being virtual. So in what other ways do you think you guys have adapted to the virtual world? 
Great question. So for us at the beginning of COVID, um, we were always used to being in the office uh, every single day. So, and we did have remote employees, but our team meetings were always in person. And so for instead of being, having those in-person meetings, all of a sudden it was just sending each other Slack messages. So as if you were to look up to your computer and be like, hey, I need to talk, you would just send a Slack. So it became like, hey, I need to talk Slack list, um, a Zoom link. And so it just became more frequently used for us in terms of video um, content and video communication. That was the biggest change for us. But in terms of the work itself, nothing has really changed. Um, it just now is just we are on computers talking to each other, but the work itself hasn't changed. And um, in terms of the biggest challenge is really just how do we create, continue to create, continue to have our company culture. Being remote is very different for everyone versus having a hybrid of that. Um, so how, for com so compensating for the lack of in-person stuff, what can we do? Can we do team events? Can we do tours online? What can we do as groups to still make things interesting and to have that kind of bonding experience and to have that kind of fun time that we all need? Yeah, I think trying to maintain a company culture during COVID when everything is virtual can definitely be difficult. And it's something that every company is facing. Right. And I think it's really something that even like now, like me looking for a job, I have to ask every company, like, what is it like for you guys, even though you're virtual? Like, how am I still going to feel connected to the company? That's exactly it. And that's especially the hard part about having onboarding state interns or new employees is that they don't know the culture yet. And especially for interns who are, this is their first time experiencing a agency life uh, setting. They don't get a feel for that. So that's why also we do the sympathies for their benefit because they, we want them to create a personal connection with us, but it's very hard to do when we're just talking business on, on the call for five to 10 minutes and mm -hmm. tests and what's going on and, and the why behind it. So you don't really get to, there's not time that you can really build into that to have personal connections because video chat eliminates that. So you have to almost force yourself to do those things. So the sympathy allows us to do that too, especially for the new employees and interns who haven't yet experienced our, our office culture. For sure. I could not imagine starting interning right now. I feel like I would have been so overwhelmed. <laughs> it's different. It's definitely a different culture, but it also gives people uh, opportunities too. Mm -hmm. So people who can't come to New York to intern with us can now be in LA and intern with us at the same time. So again, there's more opportunities for those who can't be here to have that internship experience at least. Right. So there's definitely like pros and cons on every side of it. And exactly. as long as but now those opportunities are there for so many people, like you said. So I think that's so awesome. It is. I agree. That's a huge plus, I think. And I think that'll be something that stays moving forward and what you'll see more of. So I think that, that that's a huge benefit for interns. So I have a few more questions for you. So the first one is, as either an entrepreneur or as someone in PR, what do you kind of think is your favorite part of your job? My favorite part of the job are the, is the people. I love the people that work with us, that work for us. Everyone is just so interesting and everyone has their own story. So you get to meet people of all different walks of life and they're all, all over the country too, which is really cool. So I may not normally know someone in Oregon, but that's one of our clients and that's really cool, even Alaska. Mm -hmm. so, and they're all experts in their own fields. So you get to learn a lot about a lot of different things that you may not necessarily know normally, um, but that's the cool thing about it. It's the people, um, I'm inspired by how 
inspiring they are and how excited they are, that's what makes our job really cool is being able to be a part of their experience and be a part of the process with them. Yeah, I feel like there's constantly just like these new waves of inspiration because you get to connect with so many people. Exactly, exactly. And that's the really great thing about PR. It's like the connections you make, you just can't, you don't get to do that with many jobs. And that's one of the biggest perks, I think, of PR. And then on the contrary, what do you think is like your not so favorite part? It's a roller cycle. It's a, it's a roller coaster, not roller cycle, <laughs> roller coaster. Um, you know, sometimes when reporters, they pass and you have to get the story done, it's challenging. So you always have those moments where you're kind of holding your breath and waiting for that story to happen. So there's moments like that that, of course, are challenging. But it's fun when you get to when you get that really big hit and you get that really big media place and the client is so happy. That is so rewarding. That's the best feeling ever. So I would say it's it's up and down, of course, in terms of emotions. Like you're going through it one time, one point, the reporter saying no, then all of a sudden they say yes, and you're like, oh, that was quick, save the day or whatever it was. So you you get emotional in the process of it all. Yeah, I think definitely getting those media hits is so exciting. I remember getting my first media hit. I was like bouncing off the walls. I was so excited. <laughs> it's the best feeling. And then nothing replaces that. That's probably the coolest thing as um, a publicist is getting those big media hits. Mm-hmm. And then what is your kind of biggest piece of advice you would tell someone that wants to work in PR? What is the one thing that you would want them to know the most? I think be persistent. PR is all about consistently pushing the needle to get to the next hit media hit, to get to the bigger media hit, but it's a long-term process and that's with everything in PR, right? You're not always gonna get the New York Times off the first pitch. You might get a few podcasts, you might get a few blogs and websites, and then eventually you might get to the New York Times because you have to build a portfolio for the client. So it's a long-term process. So, so I think it's more about being persistent and not giving up some, yes, this might not be the time for the New York Times, but maybe your next pitch will be, or maybe your fourth one will be. So it's just about consistently trying and never giving up. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is to just keep fighting for that next big hit. I love that. So now kind of one more question that wraps Mm -hmm. everything that we've talked about up is if you could do your whole path over again, is there anything that you would do differently or anything that you would want to change? No, no. So I, I've asked similar questions like this. I've been asked and I always say no, because each moment defines who you are, where you are today. So, and I haven't found that there's, you know, instances where I say, I wish I did this. I wish I did this. And it's more so, oh, I didn't know that. Now I know though. I wouldn't have known that unless I experienced that. So I'm glad I did. And great. Now I know for next time, let's move on kind of situation. So I think each, each memory you have and each experience you have helps to where you are today. So I don't think I would change anything. I love that. It's all about living with no regrets and making sure that even if something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, making sure that you're learning from it. Exactly. That's exactly. It's a learning experience no matter what. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting with everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished, Jamie. I love the podcast. Keep doing an awesome job and thank you for having me. Thank you.